This is an MPT Magazine podcast. For more information, find us online at www.mptmagazine.com. We're really delighted that MPT could publish some of Kim Heysen's poetry. For us also, her participation in Poetry Parnassus was one of the really great readings and completely memorable for me as well because Kim Heysen read alongside Seamus Heaney in the Queen Elizabeth Hall. And I think it was the last time I heard Seamus Heaney read and the first time, first time of many times I hope, that I heard Kim Heysen read. She's published ten volumes of poetry in Korean since her 1979 debut volume um, and in English she has several volumes, three um, of volumes of translation in the States and now one in the UK published by Bloodaxe, I'm OK, I'm Pig, that must take the title of the year award and that volume collects up a lot of the translations that were published in the States in different volumes. She's also published in this MPT so it's two new publications at the same time, which makes this launch particularly gratifying. Kim Hyesun is not just a poet, she's an essayist and a literary critic, and I've been reading her essays to prepare for this, and they're really extraordinary. She has a fantastic eye for other people's poetry, and she teaches creative writing as well, and I can only guess what sort of a teacher she was. It must have been an extraordinary experience. I know some of her former students are in the audience tonight. She's translated into English by Don Lee Choi, and I should say a few words about Don Lee Choi's translations, because you'll hear tonight how remarkable they are. I'm sorry Don Lee Choi couldn't come across. She lives in the States, but she really is extraordinary, and I think she works in a very collaborative way with Kim Hyesun. In fact, I know that Kim Hyesun once said about her translations that the poems in translation, the poet who translated her was someone like me which is perhaps the best thing you can say about a translator. I should finish by saying how blown away I was by Kim Hyson's poetry, and I know that this is something that a couple of people I've talked to about the poems have said to me since. They're poems that really change your life, change your feeling about poetry and about writing generally. Extraordinary. They're incredibly subversive, they're very energetic, they're painful, they're inventive, and they're completely visceral and um, I know that this evening is going to be a revelation for you as well. Kim Hyson. I'm going to start by reading uh, my work. It's titled Blue Period, and it has been published by MPT. 청색시대 아비로 날아가기 전 바르셀로나의 피카소는 청색시대를 난다. 하늘과 바다가 맷돌처럼 맞붙어 가라면 푸른 가루가 식구들 위로 풀풀 날린다. 오늘 일 끝내고 이불을 끌어올리면 바다를 오래오래 구워 내 뼈를 만들어주신 하나님이 나를 또 바다로 부르시네. 뭉글뭉글 피어오르는 바다나무 한 그루 바다나무 이파리들이 바다 커튼처럼 커튼을 걷고 안으로 걸어 들어가면 저 세월의 바다에 담긴 내 푸른 사진들 푸른 잎이 퍼진 얼굴이 껴안는 푸른 내외인 퍼내도 퍼내도 푸른 색은 퍼지지 않아 이불을 들썩거리며 돌아 누우며 누가 저 바다를 꺼다오 
수천개 수상지들이 털썩거리는 소리 내 애인에게 푸른 옷 입히는 소리 꺼다오 내 뼛속 어딘가 그 어딘가 아직도 출렁거리는 바다 있어 실세도 없이 상영 중인 바다가 있어 피카소는 어떻게 뼛속의 바다를 건너 장미빛 시대의 암줄 속으로 들어갈 수 있었을까 그는 어떻게 뼛속의 바다를 건넜을까 Barcelona's Picasso takes flight in the blue period before flying off to Paris. The blue powder ground from the meeting of the sky and sea like two flat stones on top of each other blows away above my family. When I pull the blanket over me after a day's work, God, who has made my bones by baking the sea for a long time, calls me back out to sea. A lone sea tree mushrooms. The sea tree's leaves are like the curtains of a sea. When I open the curtain and walk in, my blue photos are submerged in that sea of time. My lover is embraced by a face covered in blue moss. I scoop out and scoop out the blue colour, yet it won't be scooped. As I turn round in bed, pulling the blanket up and down. Can someone please turn off the sea? The sound of thousands of televisions splashing about. Please turn off the sound. The sound of putting on a blue outfit on my lover. Somewhere inside my bones, there is a wavering sea. Somewhere a sea that is being played non-stop. How did Picasso cross the sea inside the bone and enter a system of the red period? How did he cross the sea inside the bone? And from the same collection, Fever. The flowering branches fall out of the flower wallpaper. My bones are etched onto the floor of the room like a fish fossil. I watch over myself for a long time, I who have already died. The pavements you laid one by one, the roads inside my body explode. A sticky discharge flows, the pavements shoot <coughs> out of my body. The shadow that walks with its head down is rolled up and repeatedly piles up deep inside the body. The silver spoon inside that dish bin is the only thing that remembers the shape of my lips. Even my place among the stars has fallen into the bin. A rat skids in and out the mouth road. No, there's more than one rat. The head that used to rise from the underground passage drops and drops again, is repeatedly buried inside the stone floor. 다음에는 블라덱스에서 새로 나온 시집에 들어있는 시를 읽을 겁니다. Next, I will read a poem that is contained in a new collection that is published by Vladek. 토성의 수면제. 나눈 감으면 내 그림자들 다녀오는 곳. 그곳에서 나는 연기로 만든 허리띠를 두르며 내 영혼이 저녁 모기 때처럼 앵앵거리며 
그림자들 초원의 사자대처럼 우글거리고 오늘날을 태우고 남은 새가 일어나 춤추는 곳 포성의 달은 60대 그리하여 내 그림자는 60대 물론 눈동자는 120대 해가 뜨는지 마는지 눈을 다 떠보지도 못하네 그리하여 내 몸이 몇 개인지 몇 개가 더 죽을 수 있는지 땅은 물렁물렁하고 발걸음은 건들건들하고 공기는 끈적끈적하고 가슴은 우글우글하고 당신의 유령이 거미줄처럼 내 영혼을 태가는 곳 내가 나에게 명복을 빕니다 나는 죽은 몸들을 타고 앉아 남은 몸몇 개를 재어보네 그리움도 자고 의심도 자고 아직 열지 못한 목구멍도 자고 다 잠들라 너는 죽어서 무엇이 되고 싶니? 나는 죽어서 테두리 없는 것이 될 거야 계속해서 계속해서 달이 떠오르는 곳 두꺼운 이불로 내리눌러도 이빨이 삐죽삐죽 새어나오는 곳 가느다란 지평선에 거무티티한 사자들 걸터앉아 삐져나오는 야간 눈빛 자꾸만 자꾸만 감기는 곳 그곳의 그림자들과 다 이별하면 이곳의 내, 내 몸무게와도 다 이별하겠네 Latin Sleeping Pill A place where my shadows visit when I close my eyes There I put on a belt made of smoke When my soul <coughs> buzzes like the mosquitoes at night My shadows swarm like a pride of lions on the plains A place where my ashes get up and dance after I've been burnt today. Saturn has 60 moons, therefore I have 60 shadows. I have 120 eyes, of course. I don't get to open all of my eyes, whether the sun rises or not. <coughs> therefore, how many bodies do I have? How many more bodies can die? The ground is soft, soft, and my footsteps are limp, limp. The air is sticky, sticky, and my heart heaves, heaves. A place where your ghost snatches my soul away like a spider web. I pray for my own soul. I sit on my dead bodies and put to sleep a few remaining live bodies. Longings are asleep, doubts are asleep. Even the throats that have not yet opened are asleep, all asleep. What do you want to be when you die? I'm going to be something that has no borders. A place where the moons rise continuously, continuously. A place where teeth poke, poke out, even if you press them down with a thick blanket. A place where the dark, sooty lions perch on the faint horizon. Their eyelids keep, keep falling on the glowing rays from their eyes. When you part with the shadows there, you also part with the weight of my body here. The most delicious you in the whole world. Pigs walk on over on this sunny afternoon, on this afternoon of flowers in bloom. Pig nine, one piece dress pig, pig nine, Two-piece dress pig, pig nine, necktie pig, walk shaking their buttocks side to side, pop-pop in high heels. Pig nine, please raise and eat me. 
Pig nine, please cry after eating me. Pig nine, I'll give birth to piglets. Pig nine, please say for once that you had a sad life. Pig nine, please wrap me up well and prepare me for a meal. Pig nine, please hang my intestines on a string. Pig nine, please don't throw away any part of me. Pig nine, please don't burp so loudly. May I call this delicious thing you? May I gently, gently, lovingly gnaw on you? You love pigs. You skillfully cut out the flesh, wrap it in newspaper, then bag it in black plastic. Pigs all have the same names. Pigs walk on over. I've eaten them all, yet they keep walking. I'm so stuffed, yet they walk again. Pig nine lies down, its nipples on top of shit. Pig nine lies down, its nipples on top of shit.
or an outfit worn in the ground below. Oh, it's a really amazing pattern, but if you leave it through the worn out pattern book, like the curtain of Mummy's first wedding night, the story is all in the pattern. Inside the transparent pattern full of holes, January the 1st, December the 18th, December the 25th, God is a cross-stitch and lace obsessive-compulsive patient. He sits on the windowsill like a curtain and overhears all the secrets of the inside and out flapping about. The day when my nervous system gets entangled like fishing lines and thrown into the wavering bottom like a wrecked ship. Slash, slash, slash. Current, current, current. Scrape, scrape, scrape. Streak, streak, streak. Crack, crack, crack. Scratch, scratch. You can get to know God's obsession regarding cross-stitch and lace right away when you see that the foot of the mountain, across my brother's house, where 2,500 pigs have been buried alive, is completely covered in snow. Like when the butterflies, with the whitest threads in their mouths, spew out from the scrunched larvae of death. Eyelashes bore through the old pattern book and come flying, spot spot, the snowflakes as white as the kiss of the eyelashes. Weightless patterns close their eyes and fall on a field, breathe, 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 emitting holes like the smiles of a girl. There are no soap on pieces. Sonia, 
소녀가 하품을 짜고 있다. 레이스가 길어지고 있다. 그 누구도 원치 않는 무가던 소녀가 그 누구도 쓸수 있는 글을 쓱쓱 써나가는 것처럼 레이스를 짜고 있다. 가슴이 미어지고 있다. 고시원에서 먹고 자고 편의점 계산대에서 일하는 소녀. 희끄물에 난 소녀. 소녀가 가습기에 수증기로 면사포를 짜고 있다. 소녀가 면사포를 쓰고 있다. 수천억 개의 구멍이 뚫린 레이스가 소녀를 감싸고 있다. 소녀가 레이스에 파묻히고 있다. 이제 틀어져 날리는 소미늘처럼 하얘진 소녀가 축축한 레이스 무덤 속에서 새하얀 거품을 물고 있다. 미소가 많은 소녀가 시탐작 수업시간에 내리깐 눈썹을 파르르 떠는 소녀가 흑백 사진 속 어린 할머니처럼 희끄무레한 소녀가 그렇지만 이 겨울밤 흔하디 흔한 소녀가 아무도 알아채지 못하는 소녀라는 걸 알아채지 못하는 바보 같은 소녀가 이 세상에서 제일 무생무미 무친 무명무한 소녀가 강물리로 휘날리는 소녀의 면사포 소녀의 면사포 위로 하늘에서 수억만 개의 작고 하얀 올해 겨울 첫 십자가들이 하얗게 내려오고 있다. 결혼 운구 행렬처럼. Her obsession regarding lace and cross stitch. Girl is knitting a smile. Girl is knitting a yawn. The lace is getting longer. Unsweetened girl nobody wants is knitting lace. As if she was swiftly writing what everyone knows how to write. Her heart is breaking. Girl eats and sleeps at a boarding house and works <coughs> at a convenience store as a cashier. Pale girl. Girl is knitting a bridal veil with vapor <coughs> from the humidifier. Girl is wearing a bridal veil. The lace with a hundred billion of holes embraces her. Girl is being buried by the lace. Girl who has become as white as the ripped comforter with its strewn filling is inside the damp lace gray, her mouth filled with white foam. Girl with many smiles. Girl with fluttering eyelashes lowered during a poetry workshop. Pale girl who is like the young granny in the black and white photo. Yet the most common girl in winter Stupid girl does not know that she is the girl nobody recognizes. The most colorless, tasteless, odorless, nameless, boundless girl in the world. Girl's bridal veil is flapping over the river. The winter's first tiny white millions of crosses fall from the sky above girl's bridal veil, like at a wedding funeral procession. We thought that it would be really wonderful to ask Kim Hyson a few, few questions and uh, to talk a little bit about her poetry, um, perhaps to finish off with a, another poem or so. What, one of the things that um, particularly struck me and um, when I was reading Kim Hyson's poetry, but also reading about Kim Hyson's poetry, um, is that the extent to which it's, it's, it's um, locked into a, a particular, particular political or social situation. And because we know so very little about South Korea here, I wanted to start by asking a, a very little amount about the context 
first in my piece, Poetry. Um, in the MPC selection, um, she is quoted as saying, I'll find it here. When South Korea attained its first civilian government, Kim suddenly fell ill with post-traumatic stress disorder. For the first time, she was able to feel the self, the I, which su suggests quite a, a, a deep link with, um, between the sort of political body and the, the social body and the individual.
writer, a woman poet, which is very odd because um, my works until now, there have been four collections that have been translated into the English language. And when I visit uh, people like yourselves, when I go abroad, many people come up to me and say that my works are so political. But it's very strange because like I said in Korea, I am not construed as a political poet, a social poet. And rather they put me in the category of genre poetry, of, of feminist poetry. And so, which is again strange to me because when I write, I found myself being not a female or not even a male writer. I found myself being very asexual, a, a gender neutral person, if you will. And so, but I find it strange that people do say that about myself and my poetry. I, I'm very interested, very briefly, what, what sort of words are censored? What words are you trying not to use?
어그 어머니의 부재의 자리에서 나는 어떤 고아의 목소리가 난다. 어떤 음그 세상을 향해서 어떤 그 부재를 이렇게 끼얹는 것 같은 어 부재를 뿌리는 것 같은 그런 음 느낌은 있지만 어꼭 그렇게 여성적인 시인으로 카테고리를 분류해서 음어그 저를 꼭 여성 시인이라고 부르면서 따로 분류해서 어, 크리틱을 해, 하는 것 그런 것에는 약간 불만이 있죠. 그리고 음, 어떤 비평을 읽으면 여성 시인은 예를 들면 어, 무슨 성녀형이 있고 어, 또는 청녀형이 있고 마녀형이 있고 소녀형이 있고 뭐 처녀형 할머니형이 있다고 분류하는 평론가들 있는데 저는 꼭 마녀형으로 분류되거든요. 그래서 그런 것에도 굉장히 불만이 있죠. Um, well, for example, uh, when critics, who are my primary readers, uh, look at my work, they tend to categorize me in the genre of female poets, as in women poets. And this is strange to me because they don't do that when it comes to male poets. They don't put male poets, and they don't call them male poets, but they call me always a female poet. It's always there as part of my description. So I found myself, hey, I'm relegated as a female poet. Um, to me, I said earlier that poetry is a very womanly genre, but I don't mean that in a way that I see it as a woman in the sense of genre, uh, in the sense of gender. It's more like an existential kind of thing. Um, for example, uh, much of my poetry originates from the idea that um, the sense that I get as my mother, who has given me life, who has given birth to me, and then has left me. So this absence of my mother, who happens to be a woman, is what drives a lot of my poetry and the sense that I have been orphaned uh, because of my mother leaving me. And this is where I find the source to come from a lot of my poetry, but this doesn't mean that I see, it, see my work as a particularly gender-specific work. When I participate in um, social activist movements, there are some cases when I work with feminists, um, but I definitely don't identify myself with a particular gender when I'm writing my works. And I, like I said, it comes from the absence of my mother and this orphaned voice that I find from this absence. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, it's very strange to me that critics would put me in that specific category of female poets and, and critique me as such. In fact, I have to say I'm not entirely happy with that at all. I'm a little upset that they would do that. And when they come up with this list of categories under, subcategories under female poets, they would have specific ideas like virgin, whore, witch, girl, uh, grandma, and of course I always find myself being a witch, <laughs> which I'm not very happy about. <laughs>